हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर वन कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन व्हाई एंड हाउ एंड वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस प्रोसीजर्स द इम्पोर्टेंस ऑफ पब्लिक रीजन वन एम्फेसाइज इन द मुंडेन प्रोसीजर्स ऑफ द असेंबली एज वेल एज द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन असेंबली हैड एट मेजर कमेटीज ऑन डिफरेंट सब्जेक्ट्स यूजली जवाहरलाल नेहरू राजेंद्र प्रसाद सरदार पटेल मौलाना आजाद और अम्बेडकर चेयर्ड दीज कमेटीज दीज वर नॉट मैन हु एग्रीड विद ईच अदर ऑन मैनी थिंग्स अम्बेडकर हैड बीन अ बेटर क्रिटिक ऑफ द कांग्रेस एंड गांधी एक्यूजिंग दैम ऑफ नॉट डूइंग इनफ फॉर द अपलिफ्टमेंट ऑफ शेड्यूल कास्ट Patel and Nehru disagreed on many issues. Nevertheless, they all worked together. Each committee usually drafted particular provisions of the constitution, which were then subjected to debate by the entire assembly. Usually, an attempt was made to reach a consensus, with the belief that provisions agreed to by all would not be. detrimental to any particular interest some provisions were subjected to the vote but in each instance every single argument query or concern was responded to with great care and in writing the assembly met for 166 days spread over 2 years and 11 months its session were open to the press and the public alike inheritance of the nationalist movement but no constitution is simply a product of the assembly that produces it an assembly as diverse as the constituent assembly of india could not have functioned if there was no background consensus on the main principles the constitution should enshrine these principles were forged during the long struggle for freedom in a way the constituent assembly was giving concrete shape and form to the principles it had inherited from the nationalist movement for decade preceding the promulgation of the constitution the nationalist movement had debated many questions that were relevant to the making of constitution the shape and form of government india should have the values it should uphold the inequalities it should overcome answer forced in those debates were given their final form in the constitution perhaps the best summary of the principles that the nationalist movement brought to the constituent assembly is the objectives resolutions the resolution that defined the aim of the assembly moved by nehru 
1946. This resolution encapsulated the aspirations and values behind the constitution. What the previous lesson terms as substantive provisions of the constitution is inspired by and summed up by the values incorporated in the objectives resolution. Based on this resolution, our constitution gave institutional expression to these fundamental commitments, equality, liberty, democracy, sovereignty, and a cosmopolitan identity. Thus, our constitution is not merely a mess of rules and procedures, but a moral commitment to establish a government that will fulfill the many promises and the nationalist movement held before the people. Now let us discuss institutional arrangements. The third factor ensuring effectiveness of a constitution is a balanced arrangement of the institutions of government. The basic principle is that government must be democratic and committed to the welfare of the people. The constituent assembly spent a lot of time on evolving the right balance among the various institutions like the executive, the legislature and the judiciary. This led to the adoption of the parliamentary form and the federal arrangement which would distribute governmental powers between the legislature and the executive on the one hand and between the states and the central government on the other hand. While evolving the most balanced governmental arrangements, the makers of our constitution did not hesitate to learn from experiments and experiences of other countries. Thus, the framers of constitution were not averse to borrowing from other constitutional traditions. Indeed, it is a testament to their wide learning that they could lay their hands upon any intellectual argument or historical example that was necessary for fulfilling the task at hand. So they borrowed a number of provisions from different countries, but borrowing these ideas was not slavish imitation, far from it. Each provision of constitution had to be defended on grounds that it was suited to Indian problems and aspirations. India was extremely lucky to have an assembly that instead of being parochial in its outlook could take the best available everywhere in the world and make it their own. Now let us conclude the chapter. It is a tribute to the wisdom and foresight of the makers of the constitution 
that they presented to the nation a document that enshrined fundamental values and highest aspirations shared by the people. This is one of the reasons why this most intricately crafted document has not only survived but become a living reality when so many other constitutions have perished with the paper they were first written on. India's constitution is a unique document which in turn became an exemplar for many other constitutions, most notably South Africa. The main purpose behind the long search that went on for almost three years was to strike the right balance so that institutions created by the constitution would not be efforts or tentative arrangements but would be able to accommodate the aspirations of the people of India for a long time to come. You will know more about these arrangements through the study of the remaining chapters in this book. Now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the chapter. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.